Welcome to AM. My name is Richard Conway, and this is the platform for age group multi-sport athletes to showcase their journeys. Welcome along to episode 29, I know, 29 already, the big 3 is coming up next, um, yeah, can't believe it actually. I've just put a message out, as many of you have probably seen, that I'm running out of guests, yeah, we're down to our last one, um, however, you guys haven't disappointed since I put the message out, you've been back in touch and I've got a few more people who want to come on and share their journeys. So that's fantastic. Thank you. And don't forget, if you want to come on, just send us a message. Yeah, just send us a message and we'll put you on the list. We'll get in touch and we'll sort out a Zoom call. And it's as simple as that. And you can let everybody know your journey and your experiences good and bad um yeah and it'll be fab and we can keep going and we can keep doing it and like i said before i can't do it without you guys i need you so thank you ever so much for you guys who've been in touch i have responded to every single one of you and i will send an email when we are nearing the time of your interviews so fantastic um so on this episode, we've got John Wood, and John is an age grouper, uh, and he's also the coach from Try Coaching, who you can find on Instagram. And if you don't follow him, check him out, because he's been putting some great content on over the last, well, over lockdown, I guess. Um, and he's been he's done a couple of 30-day swim um, tips and they're really worthwhile. I've been watching them and uh, since, he, since he got in touch, because obviously, like you guys, didn't know anything about him. But I've been watching him and I've picked up quite a few few hints and tips. So, yeah. So we've got John on. And, um, yeah, like I said, he's an age grouper, multi-sport, and also a master's swimmer. He's been swimming since he was five, I think he said, five or seven. Um, so quite a long time. And he's of a great standard, obviously. Uh, he swam nationally and international levels. Um, and then he took triathlon up about 10 years ago. Uh, and he's competed in four European age group championships. So great story from John. And then he also goes on and tells us uh, a little bit about his business um, and what he offers. So that's nice that I can give a little bit back to him and help him out. Uh, but it's really worthwhile because he's giving he's given his time um, coming up with this content uh, for us on Instagram. So yeah, it's nice to give a bit back. So that's John. Um, what else has been going on? Uh, oh yeah, more races that have been cancelled. I'm afraid. Um, so Walshy, um, that's been cancelled, and it's rolling over to next year, um, and it's going to take place in Spain, Bilbao, I believe. I said that right, Bilbao, Bilbao, as in Rocky Bilbao. That's going to get rolled over um, for 22. I think this is just the the tip of the iceberg. I think more and more races are going to get cancelled or 
replaced and put back to 22 because I think companies just aren't ready. Um, there's also the race that was or is still going to take place in Romania, Targu. Um, but depending on where they are in the traffic light system is uh, dependent on whether actually British try send teams over. So I had an email through because I'd qualified for that race. I've had an email through from them saying that I could defer my place to 2022, which is going to be also in Spain, in Bilbao. So I've uh, took them up on the offer because, to be fair, don't really want to travel at the moment. Um, I think it's just it's just not worth it. Uh, and I, uh, not just because of, of, of like the risks and things, but from a competitive point of view, I mean, how many nations are going to rock up or be able to rock up? So it's not really going to be a true, true race. Um, and that really hasn't been spoken about very much, to be fair. So that's my my two penneth on it, rightly or wrongly. Um, and then I also just heard this morning um, that the World Champs um, finals that's supposed to be taking place in Edmonton, uh, there'll be a decision on that on the 4th of June. So that's another one that may or may not take place depending so keep your fingers crossed for that one i suppose if um if you're down to take part in it and um yeah and also there was what was it? iron man island that was cancelled as well yeah so that's a big one um so yeah lots lots to think about we're not out of this covid yet so it's it is what it is and i think we've all got to be patient and uh, and a big massive thank you on my behalf to british triathlon who are doing a fantastic job in these uncertain times so what else have we been doing since the last episode um the usual um i've got some new swimming goggles um and I went and plumped and paid my hard-earned and bought a pair of form swimming glasses. Now, I don't know whether you guys are familiar with these. These are the ones with the uh, head-up display in the goggle. And they give you all the swimming metrics. Essentially, they are smart goggles. And um, so you can see your performance metrics. And... Uh, they are pretty damn good, I've got to say. Uh, wasn't wasn't sure. Did a lot of research as I do before I plumb for these gadgets and gizmos. Um, but they are very, very good. And not only that, they've inspired me to get into the pool more often because I like to use them, as sad as that may sound. Um, and it... They, they tell you everything, um, time split, stroke rate, pace, heart rate, distance, um, just everything. You, you don't need to look at a clock. You don't need to count your lengths. They're just a game changer, I think. It was a bit um, bit of a shock to Mrs. C. She said to me, have you been, have you been um, spending money on goggles? And I said, yeah. And she said, that much money on goggles because obviously she didn't she hadn't heard of them she hadn't heard of form and um, she didn't know anything about them so I didn't let on that what what they actually were 
till they arrived. So she wasn't very best pleased with me, as you can imagine. Um, but we went to we went to the pool and had a swim, and she had a go, and she understood why they were the price they were. Um, so yeah, she was she was a bit happier. Well, no, I don't think she was happy about it, but she was you know she understood. <laughs> so so yeah got those so they, they're really good check them out if you haven't heard of them I'm not that I'm not sponsored by them I don't it's not an advert or anything it's just my own personal view um, really really good set of, set of kit good bit of kit as we like as we like to say on amp so that was uh, that was my newest purchase um, what else have we been doing back in the Back in the pool with the club as well, doing some club swims, so that's great. We've got uh, two two club swims a week again, so that's that's really nice to be able to swim with a group. Hopefully that'll push us on. And um, got to get back into open water this Sunday. Not looking forward to that. It's far too cold still, but I've got a race in two weeks. We're doing the Leeds, Leeds qualifier in two weeks, and I haven't even been in open water yet, so... Yeah, it's not going to be pretty, is it, really? Um, so I've got to do that this Sunday. And this, this last week uh, on my Athletica AI platform that um, I'm using, it's been a test week. So, so far I've done a math run. I've done an FTP test. I've done a ramp test. I've done a 400 time trial in the pool. And I've got a 5k to do tomorrow, so yeah, that will give us a give us an idea of how I'm getting on. The FTP wasn't pretty, um, lost quite a lot of wattage, but I think that's the discrepancy between the two trainers that I've been using. I've got a tax downstairs in the garage, um, and I've got a Wahoo kicker upstairs in the spare room. Um, and I find it harder on the Wahoo kicker for some reason than I do on the tax. Not sure why. You guys might know. If you know, let me know why it is. Um, so yeah, that's the training this week. Um, so it's going all right. Everything's on plan. No injuries, touch wood to speak of. Um, we've had a couple of qualifying races recently. Last weekend saw the... BTF major event at Eaton Dorney, the ITU sprint qualifier, and it had a really strong field. And also on the same weekend, there was um, the standard distance qualifier at Southport. If you want to check out those results, have a on Instagram. Go over to the age group, age underscore group underscore news. See what went on there. I know a couple of our guests that have been on were racing two good races and well done to everybody who qualified and um, well done to everybody who took took part as well so right on to the main event as I said we have John Wood from Tri Coaching uh, hope you enjoy this we've had a good old chat and like I said, check out John on Instagram. He puts loads of posts up, hints and tips about swimming and running. Yeah, he's also a run coach. Well, he's, he's a general triathlon coach as well. So hope you enjoy this. 
and we shall see you on the other side. But yeah, welcome along to Amp again. Thank you for coming coming on and doing this. It's a right, it's a pleasure. Yeah, so you're not working today? Awesome. Uh, I've done, done a couple of work this morning um, and I'm writing plans and stuff. So it's a bit more admin based today. Yeah. Um, so my day to day, bounce between teaching people with swimming, coaching people with running, obviously writing training plans, and then uh, I do a bit for on um, on running. So we've got a couple of events coming up, obviously with things opening up, and and so we can be at race events and with shops being allowed to have. A few Few more people in them and stuff, so we can go and do the, the try on events as well. Cool, cool. So busy, busy. Yeah, normally pre COVID, absolutely. Um, just starting to get busier now, which is nice. Yeah, um, for swim coaching, which is great. I love being poolside. Um, and I guess first question that I always ask is about your uh, childhood, childhood sporting, um, Palmares, yeah. if you like. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I learned to swim when I was about four, maybe just before I was five. And I'm, I vividly remember going to my first couple of swim lessons and kicking and screaming and refusing to get in the water. Um, and some people will say not a lot has changed since then. Um, uh, since, <laughs> after, the, after the first couple of sessions, I really enjoyed being in the water. Um, and at the end of swimming lessons, they asked, do you want to join a local club? which I did and it turned out I've got a bit of an aptitude to it I'm, I'm physically fairly um, proportioned for swimming I'm quite tall I've got long arms I've got very much a, a monkey arm um, index <laughs> uh, I think they call it um, so yeah I was very good at swimming but I wasn't very good at any other sports uh, um, I quite enjoyed them I, mean, I played a bit of football at school and enjoyed trying to run but I wasn't very good at any of them um, I was fortunate to win a, a couple of national medals in my teen, teenage years um, and I uh, represented GB both in the pool and open water swimming which was obviously a massive achievement and something I'm massively proud of um, and then kind of went to university and kind of fell out of love with it a little bit I think moving away from home uh, changed coaching environment I mean I went from swimming 20 hours a week anyway you know I was doing a lot of training as a 15 16 17 year old um so to go to uni wasn't a massive step up in that regard but obviously a big change in environments and, yeah. and so I kind of fell out of love with swimming a little bit yeah um, so yeah then and, and obviously that led to triathlon you know having done a bit of running and uh, a couple of friends saying do you fancy joining us at the local triathlon so, so right that's uh where, that's where I uh Sort of in the water, so to speak. So that was university, was it? Yeah, well, just after, yeah. Literally about three weeks after I graduated was when I did my first triathlon. Okay. And was that a sprint? Yeah, I did a sprint. Oh, I did two sprints. I did Marlborough and then I did Bath. So that was 2007. Yeah. And then I promptly fell off my bike um, and broke myself fairly seriously. Uh, broken ribs, punctured lung sort of thing. And right. wasn't allowed to do it the rest of the summer. So, um, yeah, I, I got the bug then. Absolutely got the bug. Yeah. Did you get knocked off your bike or was it? Um... No, it was um, really wet roads. And I went to university in Bath um, and I was working at university as well. So I was uh, teaching swimming, coaching swimming. 
and riding home from uni, uh, the, the university is on the top of the hill, and it was absolutely throwing down in rain, and I was coming down the hill, and it was a bit greasy and everything else, and where on one of the corners is a bit off camber, so I was going round to the right, but the road slipped away to the uh, left, right. yeah. I just went down, and because I was really inexperienced, I grabbed the brakes, and I do obviously what any experienced cyclist tells you not to do, which is grab the brakes, the bike stood up and threw me over the top. So, yeah, not not my proudest moment, and not great for um, bike confidence coming back after this, but, you know, we can't yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, I mean, it's never never nice, is it, having, a, having an no. accident like that, and the recovery is always... Always hard, and um, getting back on the bike psychologically as, as well. That's that's the thing, isn't it? Especially yeah, absolutely. If you're not, if you're not like a, a, a seasoned seasoned cyclist, you know, if it's just a new thing to you, it must have been quite quite hard. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that was, I think, that was something that you know. Once I started riding again afterwards and riding with other people, and it, I mean, for the more seasoned cyclists, I think they can probably tell you. I think when you do something like that you kind of realize what you should be doing and, and fighting those uh primitive survival instincts and it's what i teach people in the water you know you're to override survival instincts and your survival instinct on a bike is sometimes to slam on the on the brakes mm. and the more you cycle used to it the more you realize that's not going to help you yeah yeah you, so you from, have to you have to do that thing. yeah yeah so from um Doing a few triathlons. How did you get into age group then? Um, I it was a friend of mine after I'd done the second one said, "Oh, you might be you're doing quite well. You might be worth looking at the age group sort of thing." And I had no idea. I mean, this was two thousand. Well, it would have been two thousand and seven when it was put to me. And then two thousand and eight, once I did a few races and qualified, and obviously it was absolutely new to me. And I think the age group scene, although it was big, wasn't as big as it might you might say it is now. Um, and that was kind of the idea that I could qualify and race in, in a GB choice suit now was really captured me. And um, so 2008, I did a few sprints, did a few Olympics, and excuse me, and I was fortunate enough to qualify for the Europeans the following year in 2009. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. It's a quite a special special moment isn't it, when you get that tri suit through the post and, and yeah you, you get to get to race in it yes absolutely uh, there's a huge amount of pride that comes with it um yeah and it's, yeah it's, it's a really nice feeling like you say um and, it, and it's a nice community as well really nice community of people yeah so after you after you'd done your first gb triathlon what uh, what came next so 2009 um i did so I did Europeans in Holland, and then I think I did, I can't remember whether it was either just before or just after I did my first half Ironman as well. Yeah. I did Wimbledon. Um, and then the following year, I did an Ironman as part of a relay as well as doing, um, no, it was 2009, I did Ironman as part of a relay. Um, and then the following year, I did the Europeans in Ireland, and I did um, Ironman, well, it was Challenge at the time, Challenge Barcelona. Right. And, um, and, and having having done the Ironman as part of a relay, I did the swim with a couple of other very, very talented athletes. And um, just being on the course just gave such a buzz. You know, so many people around, both Europeans and at uh, uh, Ironman events, or Ironman distance events, that 
you know, it just the buzz to go and do it and have a go was was really big. Yeah. Uh, I really really enjoyed going and doing it. It's a long day out, but definitely, I, I put. I, I mean, doing the Europeans and doing the worlds and doing the age group stuff is is a big buzz because of what it means. And I think that the long distance thing sort of compares because of how much of an effort it is to go and do it and do a day like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the amount of work you've got to put in and commitment you've got to do. I'm, I've never, I've never done anything past an, a standard or Olympic myself. But yeah. you know, people, my wife, she she's done a half, and the amount of work she had to do for yeah. that is just mind blowing. Really is. So hats off to yes, anybody who who does it. You know, uh, absolutely. Yeah. So is you prefer what is your preferred distance then? Uh, I prefer Olympic distance um, for a couple of reasons. One, the swim is a, a larger part of it. It's the bit that I'm best at by quite a considerable margin. Yeah. Um, and because it's a bit longer comparatively, it means I can make the most of it. Um, but I also enjoy Olympic distance because it doesn't take too much out of, too much out of the way. You can race it at a lower level of fitness. I was going to say relatively unfit, but that, that's obviously different for different people. Um, but yeah, at a, a lower level of fitness to complete it. Um, and it means it doesn't take too much out of your body. You can be ready to train again on a Monday and potentially race again the following week if you choose to. Uh, so that's why I enjoy Olympic distance. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. So have you got any hints and tips that you would give, um, say, somebody wanting to get into um, triathlons or somebody who wants to qualify for age group? Um, so for anyone who wants to do triathlon is get advice, um, whether it's from friends, whether it's from club mates, whether you look online, is to get advice on how to make life easier for yourself. Obviously, that's something I do as a coach. You know, trying to help people swim easier is, is a large part of the game and you then swim quicker as a result. Um, but one of the biggest tips that I got in terms of making my biking easier after doing Barcelona was make sure you feel like you can always go two gears harder or you can go two gears bigger because it means that you've always got something in the tank. Um, I wish I'd had that before Barcelona. I mean, I put it to use. I did a second one in Copenhagen and it made a massive, massive difference. Um, but yeah, getting as much advice as you can about making events as easy as possible uh, whether that's the sprint distance, whether that's an Ironman, it, it all adds up and it all makes a difference. Um, as far as the the age group side of things is concerned, enjoy every moment of it. The first event I did in Holland, I got all the kit because I thought, who knows if I'm ever going to do it again? I'm going to qualify again. And I've been fortunate enough to qualify for uh, enough Europeans and worlds and not necessarily been able to afford to go to all of them, but who knows when you can go, go and do it again. So make the most of every opportunity and, and enjoy, enjoy the camaraderie, enjoy the event, enjoy the opening ceremony. Um, because at the end of the day, when you go and actually race it, the race is exactly the same. It doesn't matter whether it's world, world triathlon champs in Auckland or Budapest, or it's your local standard distance. It's still the same distance race yeah just maybe a few faster people <laughs> yeah 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 it's amazing isn't it well I, I guess you're right once you get into that mindset of 
of racing doesn't matter where you are you're just on the course and you're yeah. just trying to give everything that you've got aren't you like you've just yeah. said whether you're whether you're on a local triathlon or whether you you're in a world champs you know you yeah it's, it's absolutely uh, we, we um i was gonna say we have we're, we're always wanting to beat ourselves aren't we yeah we are our biggest opponent our biggest enemy and if you can get past that you know the world's your oyster yeah yeah, spot on, spot on. So what's your favourite bit of kit? Well, I was thinking about this. Um, I, I've recently got myself a new wetsuit. I've got a, a Yonder. Um, oh, yeah. And I really, I mean, it's. I've had a Blue 70PX before, and that's, a, that's an awesome wetsuit. Obviously, it's, you know, one of the awards around the world, but the, the Ghost is probably even better than that. Mm. Uh, I'm not sponsored by them or anything like that. But it's 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 an amazing wetsuit. It's just so flexible, and obviously, I love being in the water. I absolutely love being in the water. So, um, anything that can keep you warm at the moment is quite nice. Yeah. Um, I've, I, the best bike I've ever ridden was uh, I had a felt DA three DA two um, when I was riding for a shop team six or seven years ago, and that was an absolute pull that out of a gun and just the nicest bike ride. I've got a TT bike that I've had for a few years now since and it's nice but it it's not as nice as that felt was I have to say. Yeah 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 it's funny isn't it wetsuits because there's that many different out there and um, yes I I upgraded from I got a second hand one off the internet when I first started uh, yeah. and I upgraded to a Roker. Yeah and again, it just it made me more buoyant, and I was I was faster in the water. Not that I'm very fast, but I was faster in the water, and it's just amazing the different quality and different level. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. Like I think the step up from like the hundred hundred and fifty pound entry level to three hundred three hundred fifty is quite a big step up from three fifty up to the kind of the top level five five six hundred. There's not much of a, as much of a step for sure. Um, it's the law of diminishing returns. Um, and a lot of it comes down to fit as well. Different brands just fit everybody differently. You know, somebody who's got broader shoulders might not fit a particular brand, even though everything else is great. Um, but I do think there are certain elements with getting the flexibility in the right areas and not too much of it. Uh, because yeah, it's lovely having a flexible wetsuit, but you don't want them filling up with water. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, your own personal short-term and long-term goals. What what are you what are you looking to achieve? So I was supposed to be racing the European Masters swimming this week uh, this month. So in, a, in about two weeks' time, I was supposed to be in Budapest, but that's been cancelled. That was that was rolled over from last year. Um, and last summer, the challenge or the target was to get back into triathlon a bit more fully, if you like, and qualify for the Worlds for this year. But I haven't really done much multi-sport over the last two or three years. Obviously, that's... So I'm not racing anything massive this year. Yeah. But I'd like to try and qualify for some championships for next year. Um, it's uh, been quite enjoyable over the last year, doing a bit more cycling, a bit more running again something that I've not done quite so much where I've focused on a bit of swimming for the last two or three years. Um, so, yeah, I suppose that's short to medium term, really. Get a few races under the belt, 
um, and then and just do them smoothly. Not necessarily smash them out of the park like for myself or against anybody else, but just do them smoothly and, and enjoy it. Cool, cool. Yeah, um, and obviously we can we can now go on and talk a little bit about your own coaching that you do. Yeah. Do you want to give us a back, bit of background about um, your qualifications and your business, basically? And Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I've been coaching since I was 15, so I've been coaching for 20 years. Um, obviously, the majority of that is a bit more. The first part of that was all swimming. And, um, you know, I'm a level three qualified swim coach. Um, and I've been fortunate enough to work with um, some very, very talented athletes, both as swimmers and triathletes. Um, it's I, I love seeing people improve, whether that's someone who's new, completely new to the sport, whether that's new to swimming or new to triathlon, or some of the very, very, very talented athletes that I've worked with. You know, I've been fortunate to work with some very good Paralympic athletes. Um, and some guys who are sort of trying to turn pro as long distance athletes. Um, and essentially the, the, the tips stay kind of the same, just how you communicate it is, is different. You know, everybody needs to be in the same position. It's like you look at Rugby, you look at Mo Farah or Haile Gabri Selassie or Kinelisa Bekele or whoever at the top end of running. They've all got their own idiosyncrasies when they run. Mm. You know, as his arm comes out as though he's holding his books when he used to run to school but there's things that hold true regardless of who they are and it's the same in the water it's the same same for everything so that's one of the things i love about sport is that you can take so much and someone at the top can be thinking about exactly the same things as someone who's absolutely new to the sport um even if they're thinking about it in a different way it's great seeing people improve, whether it's in the water, whether it's running, or the training plan that's helping them race faster and qualify for their own age group events. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great. Yeah. Um, and it's unfortunate that I can do that online and help people anywhere in the country and anywhere in the world. I've got a few international athletes, which is internationally based athletes, which is, is great. Yeah, yeah. So has, has this um, pandemic that we've just gone through, has it affected your business? Yeah, it's, um, obviously everything died off, you know, for the, up until very recently, I've not been able to do any one-to-one stuff. Uh, I've not been able to do swim teaching or coaching. Uh, some people have been in the gaps. Um, my pool that I teach out of hasn't allowed that. They don't haven't allowed non-members in, which is fair enough. That's their prerogative. It's a shame for me. Um, but, I've got an open, open air endless pool that's a private facility that I can use in Bristol. And I'm looking for more and more places that I can build into as thing, well, whilst things are opening up. Um, the, the writing training plans, I kept uh, probably a third of my clients, half of my clients last March, last April. Um, but half people dropped out because races were cancelled or uncertainty around money, you know, and I completely understand that it's uh, it was a challenge, challenging time for everyone. Um, but the great thing was that once everything stabilised, people wanted that schedule back in their life, you know, yeah. especially with furlough. It meant that 
you could get up and run or you could get up and bike, but it just gave you that idea of something to go out and do and, and keep that structure to, to life. And I, it's something I very much believe in myself. Um, you know, I, I've coached certainly on the strength and conditioning side of things. And I tend to, I, I normally would swim with a club and I do the biking and run bits around it at the moment. But having that structure written for me for the strength and conditioning was great for being at home and doing the body weight stuff or getting in the gym in the, in the breaks between the lockdowns. Yeah. It's funny, isn't it? Cause I've been speaking to a few, few coaches and they've said it's, it's, some people, like you've just said, have, have knocked it on the head completely, but they found that a lot of people wanted that, since everything was closed, they wanted that structure. Although there was no races, they still wanted yeah. something to aim for, something to get them up in the morning. So yeah. he was finding that, you know, there was more people coming coming to him and saying, look, can you just do me a plan just to get yeah. through this? Yeah, yeah, and it's been sort of working towards doing maybe something people wouldn't do. So Olympic distance athletes running a half or a full marathon or, you know, making them quicker, trying to PB themselves over like a time trial event. Um, and, you know, essentially that's what I was doing myself, trying to get running. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and, and I know personally I benefit from structure. I think most people do to a certain extent, especially when everything's a bit uh, up in the air. It just gives you something to hold on to mentally as much as physically. What sort of things do you offer if somebody comes online and looks at your website? What what can they see? What are you offering? Um, so for most people coming to me, it, um, the biggest part of my business is from teaching and coaching. And I offer normal swimming sessions, normal swimming lessons. Um, you know, it doesn't matter your level, whether you're someone who's scared of the water, and I've got a couple of those, um, or whether you're looking to just fine-tune things. Um, but I also have, I do video endless pool coaching, which is, it's a great tool. It's not the be all and end all. It's, I wouldn't say it's the gold standard of teaching or coaching. I think actually that comes down to the coach um, and how they show you and how they communicate it. But the, the, the idea of the video is great because it means you as an athlete can see what's going on. And I think that can make a massive difference because it doesn't matter how much somebody as a coach tells you, you are doing X, Y, Z. Yeah, you can always go in your head. No, I'm not. Um, and I've had that personally. I, I can personally vouch for that as a swimmer, having been videoed, you know, thinking where my hands are going and, and, and all the rest of it. Um, from the coaching point of view, I use Training Peaks because it's worldwide and, and everybody sees it and it's very simple to use. I know there are a few other platforms out there which are just as usable. Um, and I do two options, really. I do, like, fully supported. I mean, in both cases, I'll write full sessions. So I'll write a full swim set or I'll write a run session to five and uh, bike turbos and gym sets and whatever. Um, but I do a fully supported option where you can ping me messages. You know, we can sort out moving sessions around. We can change things up. You know, if there's illness comes in or work gets in the way, we can move things around and we have a full-on catch-up every month. Um, and that side of coaching I really enjoy because it's about building a relationship. Yeah. You know, yes, I am writing you a plan, but it's got to work around you and your life and getting the best for you because it could be the best plan in the world. It could be the most perfect plan in the world. But if you're not able to do it or not able to follow it or not able to understand it, it's useless. Yeah. So, I really enjoy that relationship side of things. I do do a lower package or a, 
a less involved package where I write the plan and write the sessions, but then I leave you to your own devices. And some people, that's all they need because they just want to wake up in the morning and go, right, I've got a bike to do. And that's, that's everything sorted. And that makes absolute sense. Um, and there's no real rhyme or reason to the different people that I'm coaching following one or the other because you get athletes who want that assistance and want that support. And you get some very good athletes who are just, uh, sorry, very new athletes who just go, right, I just want to be told what to do and I can do that. I can follow that and I can look at myself. And, and it, it balances out, really. Yeah. Yeah, what you said about the video footage though is, is so true. I mean, I'd, I've had it done a couple of times, and it's just you just can't appreciate how useful it is. It's you know you you think you swim like one way, and actually when you get in, it's completely well. In my case, it was horrendous, but it's completely <laughs> it's like I actually swim like that. You know, it's, yeah. And then because you you've seen it, then you yeah. can like start being conscious like. I had a I had a leg that went out. It, it had a mind yeah. of its own. My leg had Tourette's. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and but now I'm conscious of it. So you know what I mean? You can you can fix these yeah. things. So it, that is just such a such a worthwhile thing to have done. Yeah, I, I my my story when I was 13, I I, I was no, a very strong backstroke swimmer. And over the summer, having raced really well during the summer and the year. I grew about two inches and I went from putting my hand in in the right place and, and everything staying nice and straight to my hand massively overextending across my body in the same way that you'll see a lot of triathletes reaching across their body. Now, my coach is saying, put your hands in outside your shoulders, put your hands in a Y shape, 10 to 2, that sort of thing. And I'm saying, I am. It feels like I'm going in like a T shape. Um, and it's only when he videoed me in exactly the same way that I was like, Christ. <laughs> That's what it feels like, or this yeah. is what it feels like. That's what it looks like. Yeah. This is where it can change, and I, I think that's the biggest bit. It's not only seeing it; but it's, it's relating what it looks like to how it feels, or yeah. vice versa. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, where can people find you? I've found you on Instagram, and I'm really enjoying yes. your videos at the moment. They're, they're very good. Thank you very much. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm on Instagram at try underscore coaching. That's T R I underscore coaching. And there's links to the website. It's try-coaching.co.uk. Um, at the moment, as you mentioned, the 30 days since, uh, or it's 29 days since the pools all opened. And uh, I've done a series of 30 videos, 30 tips to help build your stroke up. And it's the sort of things that I will do in swim lessons, um, swim sessions. Some of them, there's a few dry land exercises, a few flexibility tips, but just to build up your stroke. And I think that's a really useful thing you know, I want to help out as many people as possible. You know, it's nice I can make a living from coaching people, um, but I'm very fortunate that I've had people look at my social media over the last month from all sorts of different places and find things useful. So yeah, it's all about building up a foundation to your stroke so that actually you can make you can then get yourself quicker. Um, hopefully, before you build up too many bad habits. Yeah, cool. I do find it, it interesting actually because. Um, it's about giving something back, isn't it, to people? Yeah. And you and I've found doing this. I don't, I don't have no sponsorship or anything, and you know yeah. I do it for the for the love of doing it. But I found yeah. doing this, people have started to 
just get on board with it and you know i've been yeah. offered offered this that and the other and you know you just the people's knowledge mainly about what you can do and people you know you just because you're giving you seem yes. to get stuff back without asking for it you know and absolutely. i absolutely agree with that like you on i have a couple of partnerships i work with um a couple of companies that give me a little bit of a discount um but the biggest thing is that people think you shouldn't give away stuff for free that's how you build a community that's how people trust you and understand that you know what you're giving and what you're doing is, is making sense and and is reputable and people can try it out you know as a coach and there are plenty of coaches across the country and across the world doing whether it's swim smooth stuff or otherwise uh, and then triathlon coaching or otherwise we're all off offering essentially the same thing and we'll offer it in different ways and it's about how you connect with a particular coach um i have my way of communicating things and some of it's a bit idiosyncratic and I, I like visual cues and i like to give people a way of thinking about it but how i give those cues is completely different to however many of the amazing coaches there are out there and i love following other coaches to see how they do things because i'm always learning as well yeah yeah that's it every every day is a school day isn't it you know, like, i'll listen to loads of different podcasts because i like to hear how other people are doing it i love the content that they're putting out obviously yeah. but i like yeah. to hear how they're doing it their introductions and the music and you know all that sort of that yeah. choice so yeah you you know always learning yes and you know for you you're talking to people like me and other athletes and other coaches or whatever and you'll learn from us as yeah. much as learning from you i'll hear you talking about things and i'll go oh that might that might be useful in a session or i can do a, a post about that or, or and, and share that to other people um, I always find that I'm learning from the people I'm teaching and coaching as well. Yeah, yeah, never stop learning. Well, that's great. Have you got anything else that you'd like to add? Um, amongst everything, just enjoying everything. You know, none of us are paid to do any of this. I mean, unless you're a pro athlete, but there are desperately few of them. Um, so enjoy what you're doing because if you're not enjoying it, why the hell are you doing it? Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah that's the biggest thing enjoy what you're doing if you've got any questions give us a shout because if it's a quick one-line answer i'm more than happy to answer it um you know if it's if it's a bit more in-depth i might say you know let's pay for a call and and, and sort it out like a, a little bit longer but i'm always happy answering questions that's what i'm here it's good to help cool brilliant and and is instagram the best thing to drop you a question instagram on instagram and, and um oh, i've got facebook it's facebook dot com forward slash try coaching bristol there's a website try dash coaching.co.uk um but they'll all lead back to me so good good well thank you ever so much for coming on my absolute pleasure and if i can help with anything for you I'm yeah well podcasts i'm like one of the world's worst swimmers so I'm <laughs> and i've got a got a race come i basically do duathlons but I, i've yeah. got do do triathlons and i've got um i'm doing the leads standard distance in beginning of yeah. june i think i've been back in the pool now for two weeks a couple of times a week yeah. three times a week and i was in this morning uh, and it's just so difficult to try and get a lane where yes. like for example today i had four breaststrokers in you know so to do anything you know worthwhile and i know no no sessions a bad session because you've got to adapt 
you know, and the, the people in the lane were great. And, you know, I always make a point of making sure that I'm not going to piss anybody off, basically. It's when yeah, I, of course. And you find that they'll stop at the end of the lane and let you pass and stuff. But it's just so frustrating yeah. and so difficult to try and get that quality time. Um, yes. You know, but it is what it is, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I, I think for you, I think, you know, where space becomes an issue, and I have to say I don't do a huge amount of, uh, public lane swimming and that's not for anybody else's fault but because of my background because of the speed that i'm swimming at um i find it very challenging because some people don't have common sense and that's not about speed and that's not about people's ability in the water it's just people's awareness around them and that annoys me it frustrates me um so swimming in the endless pool is great or swimming open water um but i'm looking forward to the club coming back but for you you know, breaking swims down into 25s and 50s, even if you have very small recoveries and you make your swims better quality, they might, you might have the bulk of doing a volume 800 or 1,000 or 1,500 metres straight swim. But by doing 25s and 50s, you can make sure your form is better, you can make sure your speed is better, for, or easy speed is better. You know, things like streamlining off the walls, they're not necessarily things you're going to do when you come and swim at Leeds or anywhere else because it's open water but it gets your body ready to be in the right position it means your first three four six strokes every length will be good ones even if they do then fade off as the length goes on you reset every time um so you can get better quality swims um and hopefully as the restrictions start restrictions lift even further so they're supposed to lift as of next week a little bit yeah a bit more space in the pool yeah. Um, you know, if you're members of clubs, you can swim with your adult sort of swim club friends or tri club swimmers rather than have to try and swim with um, complete randoms in a public session. And, and again, that will give you space, it'll give you time, give you motivation, um, and hopefully a bit of an extra eye on what you're swimming. Yeah. I mean, I am in a club, but obviously club sessions aren't available yet. We are trying to sort those out. And yeah. it's just been too bloody cold to go in open water, if I'm honest. You know, yeah, it can't do too much. it's just, it's it's not enjoyable. So I haven't done it and I know I need to get back in soon. Um, yes. So I will be back in the next week or so, even though the temperatures yeah. are still not, not favourable. Um, yes. But, you know, it's like, we've got to do it because... <laughs> June's, June's looming and um, well, it is what it is, I'm afraid. I think, but everybody's in the same boat, aren't they? So, yeah, I mean, I've had a message from one of my age group athletes uh, today just saying, you know, I'm not pushing, not stressing about swim. Obviously, there's a qualifier at Eton this weekend coming. And he said, um, yeah, I'm not going to be pushing the swim too hard because I've not obviously done enough. You know, it's been three, four weeks. And I said, well, everyone's in the same boat. You know, some people might have done a couple of K here or there open water, and that's great. But for the most part, people have been in the water for four weeks. You're all the same. You know, we are all, just you, the royal you. We're all the same, you know. So concentrate on what you can do, and you because you can't affect anybody else. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. It is what it is. So <laughs> anyway, I'm going to let you go. Thank you ever so much. No, it's a, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure talking. Like I said, if we, if we want to do anything swim-specific, I'm, I'm more than happy to, to chat. Yeah, okay. Right, well, thanks ever so much. Nice, to, nice to see you and speak to you. 
And uh, yeah, likewise. We'll catch up soon. All right. Yeah, and congratulations on the on the how the podcast has gone so far. Yeah. Cheers. Thanks a lot. See ya. Take it easy. Bye bye. Thank you once again, John, um, for coming on and sharing your journey, and also um, giving us a bit of knowledge and a few hints and tips on swimming. Um, and like I said at the beginning of the program, if you want to find John, he is on Instagram and he does some fantastic videos. Uh, well worth watching. So look him up. Yeah, that's it for episode 29. Uh, the big three are coming up next. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this one. I've enjoyed doing it. Thank you for your support as always. Uh, if you want to drop us a line, you can get in touch through age group multisport podcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at amp underscore 1967 you can DM us follow us, that would be nice um, Facebook we're on AmpGB you can go on our website and listen to all the podcasts on um, agegroupmultisportpodcast.buzzsprout.com we're also on YouTube at AmpGB you can find us on Twitter at Age Group Multisport Podcast. And leave us a review. You can rate us and subscribe to the channels. Um, and that would be really helpful. Um, and that will allow other people, like minded, to connect and find us and listen. So thanks once again. And just remember stay safe, keep training. And love the process.